Well, hello, and thank you for joining us on episode 14 of the Peninsula Podcast. We are going to have a discussion today about the AV world or audiovisual world, and I'm going to have here with us today talking uh, about that Adam Gibbs. Um, in just a moment, you'll get a chance to meet him. Uh, wanted to say that uh, last episode was a little bit emotionally uh, heavy, and so we're going to take a little bit of a, an emotional break on this particular podcast and just talk about another one of the ministries that is happening here at Peninsula, and uh, looking forward to that. But I did want to say that um, in episode 13, uh, we did not complete that discussion, and we'll be revisiting topics like that in, in the days to come. But hopefully today you'll be able to get kind of a behind-the-scenes look at the audiovisual world of Peninsula, a very, very important ministry here at the church, one that is uh, uh, it's kind of behind the scenes. It's like one of those things that if you... If you know something's going wrong with the audiovisual, you turn to see who's running it, and maybe one day you might see Adam standing there. But Adam, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It feels it, weird to be on this side of the mic. I know. It was kind of funny. I was sitting here thinking um, you had to push record and run in here right quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, right before we started recording, we were laughing about the, the AV world or audiovisual is what we were talking about. And uh, I think you said, and I, said, I think this is going to stick right here. You said AV with AG being Adam Gibbs. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a nice little So today slogan. we're talking about the AV with AG. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, in your post uh, editing, you can put a little bit of beat behind that. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like throw down. Okay, maybe not. But we're here to have some fun, and we're all here to talk about the ministry. So before we do that, though, I want to hear a little bit. Introduce yourself to the listeners, um, who you are, and uh, just a little bit about where you are right now in your life. Yeah. So as Daniel said, I'm Adam Gibbs. Of I kind of oversee all of the production kind of media here at Peninsula. My official title is the Media and Technology Coordinator. Of I've been thankful to be here for... I guess a little over a year and a half now, full time, which feels kind of crazy. Yeah, wow, that is that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, the timing of you coming out of college uh, was just one of those God providence things of the timing of coming out of that. And we'll get into that in just a, mm-hmm. in just a few more moments. And so, um, you are you're married to. Um, a teacher, right? Yep, fifth grade. Does she correct your writings and things? Does yes. She? Okay, that's good. That's good. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? That's all I want to know. Is... Sometimes, but most frequently not. <laughs> all right. Well, tell it. Tell us about uh, your wife and what she does. Yep. So married to Ashton, of celebrated one year this past July, and she is a fifth grade teacher down in Fort Mill. And I guess she just completed her first year, and she's on her way to her second year, and has really been loving it. Oh, wow. That's good. Now, does she teach in the public school system? or? Yep, teaches in public school system down there, and honestly, the school system has been treating her absolutely well, and she's been loving it, which is a real kind of praise of not everybody gets to love where they work. Yeah, that's very true. Hopefully, you love where you work. Yes, <laughs> both of us are blessed <laughs> okay, to love where good. we work. Just kind of wanted to th- kind of throw that <laughs> yeah. soft pitch, softball out there, and let you hit it. But um, yeah, I, I, a quick question before we go into the AV world. So you have kind of like a a really good handle on the audiovisual world, technology, the IT stuff, you know, all those kind of web things as well. How often does your wife say? 
Hey, Adam, help me with this. Um, fairly frequently, but then to a certain extent, of uh, she's a Google Drive guru. Uh-huh. Uh, she kind of lives in Google Docs oh, all day and all night long that normally she doesn't need any help when it comes <laughs> to that. <laughs> no, so it's it's kind of a team. You guys exactly. are a team together, and that's what all good marriages should be about. Well, that's awesome. Well, we, we thank the world of you two guys, and we're so glad that you're here to be a part of this. And so just kind of want to give a little bit of background, let you speak into it a little bit. Um, during the pandemic, we found ourselves needing to kind of move the timeline up of providing online, uh, not only audio, but mm-hmm. visual uh, ability to, to be able to put the worship services out there. Yep. And uh, Pastor Jeff Peckham did an amazing job. For the longest time, we were just recording on Fridays, and then he was post-editing that and then going live with it, or whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. He was making yeah. it appear live, and he needed to do that. But in that process, we knew that we wanted to um, provide something that would be online that would actually be live, mm-hmm. um, and we wouldn't have to record ahead of time. And so that's what we're doing now, and uh, through the generosity of some donors here at the church, uh, they made it possible for us to be able to have the proper equipment, mm-hmm. uh, to have um, the proper stuff that's in the back room that a lot of people don't even know exists. <laughs> yes. I don't know. What do you call that 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 place? Some people call it the black hole. Of you just kind of go back there and never come back out, but <laughs> I kind of most frequently just call it the broadcast room. Okay, the broadcast room. I couldn't remember the official <laughs> technology word for that. Um, but it is a, it is in our church, so mm-hmm. see if you can find it, listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, you're welcome to come and take a look at it. One reason they call it the black hole is because the walls are painted black, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yep. so we kind of wanted didn't want it to sound like that people were <laughs> yeah. literally disappearing there. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, what's the reason for painting it black? By the way, what what does that do for you in a production? side of things. Yep. So because of just the amount of kind of different TVs and computer monitors that we have everywhere in the room of when you're sitting in the room for about four hours on a Sunday morning to have the black walls in the screens, it just kind of reduces the eye strain and just kind of makes a little bit more comfortable environment and you're able to kind of focus a little bit better on kind of what you're doing, what your role is on Sunday morning. And on the screen that you're on, you don't have reflection. I know when Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at home trying to watch TV and the lamp behind me is on and I'm like, it's at a really good part, but (laughs) the lamp is reflecting in my TV right in the guy's face and I can't tell what kind of facial expression he's making. Okay, that was a side note we really didn't need. (laughs) But anyway, um, so yeah, I can can see that. So yeah, uh, it is located in what we call the U hallway. Mm -hmm. And um, when you come through the tower doors, it would be the first door on the right. As yep. soon as you come through the tower doors, and uh, if anybody wants to kind of walk back through there and just kind of look at it, feel free to look back and see where the broadcast is happening. So during the pandemic, we we kind of upped the timeline on this, and it became very evident early on that mm-hmm. it was going to be way too much for Pastor Jeff to handle. And uh, we thought, well, maybe we really need somebody that can start with this ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I was talking about God's providence and the timing. So you were getting ready to graduate from yep. Anderson University. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what'd you graduate from, with? What degree? Yep, graduated with a degree in Christian ministry and then a minor in business. Awesome. Awesome. And so uh, I think we kind of put the word out there that we were looking and... Uh, Mm-hmm. We somehow convinced you to come, <laughs> and um, 
remind me to give you your second Coke for the week. That's what we pay you in is Cokes <laughs> exactly. and sodas and things. But no, you're on full time here. And uh, so you came in and you did really kind of from the ground up because one of the things I said early on about the AV is if we're going to broadcast on Sundays, I do not want it to become a church where that looks like that's all we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted the the cameras to be in the background. So if somebody walked in, they may not even know we were broadcasting yeah. um, you know, out live. Although many people who have visited our church said they, they have watched for quite some time online before they came so they mm-hmm. can kind of get a feel of the of the church, which is an amazing ability to be able to to reach out like that. Um, but describe what we have. I mean, people, mm-hmm. there'll be some technological people out there that can kind of keep up with it, but others will just say it sounds cool. But to, <laughs> yeah. what what equipment do we have on hand due to the generosity of our folks that allows us to be able to broadcast live on Sundays? Yep. So we have four PTZ cameras which essentially we're able to control all remotely from the back broadcast room. And we kind of zoom in, zoom out, move them left, right, up and down, and have complete and total control over that. That way we don't need to have any cameras that are manned in the room. And all that you see is like maybe a one foot by one foot camera that's just attached to the wall. That really just kind of blends in. You're not able to see And then it comes all the way back to the broadcast room over NDI, which is kind of like a network-based camera protocol, and kind of take that onto the singular camera system and switcher. And then from there, we kind of partner it up with a little bit of audio from our soundboards, and then we send it up onto the live stream and then can engage with people who are watching online from there. Yeah, so I don't know if you're able to follow him on that. I, because I'm here and I saw a lot of it being installed, I was able to track with him a little bit. Um, but we have some really cool technology here. Yes. And uh, we have someone here that's really cool that can run it. So, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, so I was wanting to read uh, something because when I was thinking about talking to you today about this, I was reminded of First Peter 4, 10 and 11. It says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, uh, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. And that's just Peter saying, Find your ability to serve and do mm-hmm. well in it. And I see you thriving in this, and it's so neat to see because you and I got to work together. You were yep. First, you were a youth here mm-hmm. in the youth ministry back, back in the youth ministry days when I was youth pastor, and uh, then you got to serve as an intern here mm-hmm. um, on staff, and we had some fun times. <laughs> yes. We, we had some stuff that worked well, and we had some stuff that didn't work so well, and we laughed at it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, a, lot of, a lot of good times. What would you say in your intern days was probably the most fun uh, for you? Well, we had a lot of fun, and especially me and Caleb Jones for a little bit there. Uh, we were able to intern together. But probably one of the things that we had the most fun with was kind of planning out what that summer mission trip would look like. Uh, of yeah. That's kind of like the peak of the summer and kind of what everything was building up to and kind of coming down from that you could kind of look back and build off of. And just having a fair bit of freedom and a whole lot of fun 
with kind of making sure that that week would be a blast for everyone involved. Yeah, and it was uh, it was from sun up to sundown and then some. <laughs> yes. Um, that particular mission project during the time while you're an intern was in Franklin, Tennessee, or mm-hmm. on the outskirts of Franklin, Tennessee, at a camp called Deer Run. Yep. And uh, yeah, we had some good times. It was it was a lot of fun. I I look back on those with a lot of fun memories. In fact, that was the last camp I was doing uh, my last summer mm-hmm. as youth pastor. Right before I became, I became lead pastor. Yeah. And I remember standing in the shower the last day thinking to myself, gosh, this is the last shower I'm taking as a youth pastor <laughs> leading this camp, and I'm kind of sad, and at the same time, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I didn't really know how to take it. It was a mixed bag for me, but that was a lot of fun. And so when you were graduating from Anderson University, mm-hmm. you, um, I'm sure, were putting your resume out there, and we grabbed your resume. And for us, it was a blessing to think that we could get someone who— knew and understood and appreciated the ministry here at Peninsula. But also, I had already seen you prove out your ability to take a challenge of anything technology Mm -hmm. and turn it into a success. And so I was excited about that aspect of it. But that's my story. What's your story about when you were coming out of Anderson and how Mm -hmm. you felt God calling you here? Yep. So it's a little bit crazy of as graduating or due to graduate in spring of 2020, and then there's this crazy thing called COVID that happened. Of, oh, yeah. We may kind of know roughly about that. <laughs> um, but before the world shut down, Pastor Jeff and I actually met for lunch, and we we're kind of talking through, yeah, what it kind of looks like. And he kind of said, yeah, looking like we may be able to hire a part-time position this fall. Don't really know what it looks like, but we'll kind of see what it turns into. Well, as kind of COVID led into one thing or another, kind of worked a summer job, and then going into the fall, I didn't really have any job job opportunities coming up. However, it was kind of at that point in time that you and Peninsula were kind of saying, all right, well, we want to kind of build and install a live stream camera system that is going to be set up to be run and operated every single week, and we're going to need somebody to run it. So that fall, I was kind of able to come in and come alongside Peninsula staff and kind of say, "Oh, that's right. Were you hired on kind of like in a contract way first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, yeah. I remember that now. I had forgotten about that aspect of. Yep. It. So kind of that fall of 2020, I was helping at the very early stages of. All right, what does building this camera system out look like? What does installation look like? And let me start to learn what this specific camera system looks like, since there's so many variables between. Now you did some systems. things similar to this. At Anderson. Did you have a job at Anderson that was along these mm-hmm. same lines? Yep. So at Anderson, I helped kind of manage and produce all of what kind of called campus worship. So every Wednesday, as an entire campus, we met together and kind of streamed the service among three different venues and then had a live band at each venue. So it's kind of a mixture of both live production while also streaming. And it's kind of really neat of it's like, all right, I can kind of dibble and dabble with my toes in this and gain a better understanding of it. And then coming out of college, it's like, holy smokes, I can apply a lot of that knowledge that I'd already learned into yeah. kind of a career and kind of kind of building that up from the ground up. Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty amazing. So let's talk a little bit about the AV world. What all does that entail? Now, we've talked about the broadcast and the live mm-hmm. streaming on uh, Sundays, but it's way more than that. It's not just that. What all, you know, you don't, I didn't ask you to put together a list for me, but just off the top of your head, what does the AV world entail? 
Yep. So it kind of entails from a Sunday morning perspective of we're running sound both in the worship center and online. We're running lighting in the room. We're running pro presenter for kind of all of our lyric slides, both in the room and online as well. And then a switcher operator to kind of switch between the different cameras, as well as a camera operator to operate the cameras on Sunday morning. And then once it kind of goes throughout the week of, we have a bunch of different kind of Bible studies that come in that also require it throughout the week. But it also kind of, at least from AV perspective, starts to extend to what is being put onto the website, but also what is being put onto social media. So kind of have fingers in a lot of different places right. and kind of varies a whole lot for what that may look like. But also need to remember, too, of the worship center isn't the only place that has AV on a Sunday morning. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, we also have kind of the ch- kids' chapel area along with the youth center that also are manned with kind of a variety of equipment and more volunteers as well that it's a lot of effort that has to get put in every single Sunday to make it all work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good thought process. And I know you've been working with Pastor Mangum, too, on some of the IT stuff mm-hmm. behind the scenes, you know. And yep. so there's that aspect of it as well. I, re- I remember before you came on staff and before the pandemic, if the, if we were in a room where someone was getting ready to teach and they were having some type of issue trying to get their computer on the TV or mm-hmm. trying to get to connect some way or there anything, I would look around, and if I didn't see Jeff, I would just go up and help them. Yeah. Um, because being, I guess being in youth ministry, you kind of learn on the fly with some things <laughs> yeah. and I've got just enough knowledge to, to get in somebody's way <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes I can usually figure it out. But, um, I remember the first event I was in, I believe it was a senior adult event mm-hmm. and, um, they were having a little bit of trouble getting the, the guest speaker there, couldn't get his computer to come up on the TV. And I looked around and I thought, Oh wait, Jeff's not here. And so I got, I went to stand up and then you walked in. I was like, Oh, yeah, Adam's here. <laughs> Amazing. I'm just going to sit here and watch him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. And you fixed it a lot faster than I would have. <laughs> um, and so it, it worked out really, really cool. So thinking about the AV world, you mentioned the uh, the kind of the control booth in the worship center. So mm-hmm. there's volunteers in there that's that's running lights and sound and the slides for the, yep. you know, the lyrics and things like that. And then you've got volunteers in the back control room that's running kind of the same thing, sound, mm-hmm. cameras, and not lights necessarily, but they're running the slides. Yeah. Um, so on a Sunday mm-hmm. for just one service, yep. how many volunteers is ideal for you to have working in uh, the broadcast and the back room? Yep, so between both is ideal is probably eight people. All right, so that's ideal for one service. So for one service. For best-case scenario, best world, you know, it would be 16 volunteers each Sunday mm-hmm. serving. Yep. Yeah, and that would be good. And one thing that I really push with the staff here is to be in the worship service with your family, and that mm-hmm. for you would be with Ashton. To ha- you give you an opportunity to go sit down and worship, and yep. actually, you know, join the corporate the corporate worship with the body. Mm-hmm. And so, volunteers is key. Yes, 
and having that volunteer base. So let this be a plug if you <laughs> yeah. are looking for a place to serve. Um, now, does somebody need to know AV if they if they're interested in serving? What what's that look like? Because if I walk in and I see you know three thousand buttons, it looks like an airplane cockpit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, I know what I'm doing. Does somebody need to understand it, or how would that work for somebody to be involved? Yeah, so I do my best, and that's kind of the beauty of me being full time here at Peninsula is that I can take a lot of the setup and a lot of the training aspect and everything that needs to happen on the back end of all this equipment, I set up throughout the week. So as a volunteer, when you show up on Sunday morning, all you have to worry about is being able to show up and then being able to run the equipment from there. And most of the equipment is fairly simple to understand. And I kind of of go at it for a three-week basis of if you're a brand new volunteer and say, hey, I have no clue what I'm doing. That's perfect. We want you here. Even if you're not necessarily super into technology or you feel like, well, no, I'm a little bit behind on technology. I don't feel like I'm at the latest and greatest. That's okay. The technology that we use isn't necessarily difficult to understand. You just have to be willing to learn it. Yeah, and you're here to troubleshoot. So Mm -hmm. if something goes down, they can yell your name and you're there to help yep. come fix everything. So are you cool with, I mean, I'm thinking you would be, but I want to mm-hmm. ask so yeah. people hear you saying, are you cool with someone that might be entertaining the idea of helping this, just coming in one Sunday and say, I just want to watch. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is watch and get kind of the lay of the land. Yep, absolutely. And that's for nearly every new volunteer that we have. The first Sunday is just come in and kind of shadow either the position or the room or the sound booth just to gain an understanding of what that environment is and how we operate as a team. Although it'd be kind of hard to shadow someone in the dark room of black <laughs> yeah, walls. it's true. <laughs> you can be just about anywhere in the room and you're a shadow. <laughs> that's right. Because uh, that's awesome. So hopefully, if you're listening to this and um, you are just a little bit drawn to it, you could at least come in and check it out one Sunday mm-hmm. and, and watch what's going on. and then. Um, but you could take someone who has zero knowledge of this yeah. and train them into knowing how to do um, these types of things. Yes, absolutely. And it would not take long. Most people, it's about three Sundays. It doesn't necessarily have to be consecutive, but the first Sunday is kind of sit down, observe, take it all in, be a little bit overwhelmed with, holy smokes, there's a whole lot going on in here, and being able to understand what all that operation is looking like. And then that next Sunday is, all right, let me kind of start to understand the nitty-gritty of a particular station or a particular kind of volunteer role where you'll just be partnered up with whomever's on, let's just say, lyrics. All right, you're just going to sit right next to that person, and they'll walk you through the entire service as they're doing it, and you can be hands-on learning with it. And then that third Sunday is, all right, you're in the seat, you're in the hot seat. We're going to let you run it, and if for some reason you have a question, somebody's going to be sitting right next to you. All right. Ask them, hey, what do I need to do now? What button should I press? What does this kind of flow look like? And that way, we're going to set you up for success. Of The goal is to not set you up for failure at all. And again, there's going to be a myriad of people around there to help support you. And if you have any questions, there are no stupid questions. There are no silly questions. Want to make sure that you're equipped and you feel comfortable in whatever role you're going to kind of be volunteering with. Yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming that you would be cool with, I mean, I think that particular laying it out that way is very intelligent. It seems to be very efficient. But if someone, say, like in three weeks, they still weren't kind of getting mm-hmm. it, you're cool with, 
you know, them yeah. shadowing for a few more weeks. Exactly. So it's not like a, you've signed this contract now, you're dead in the water <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. Um, I want you to be comfortable. So what would you say is the number one point of the AV world? What's, what's the driving point to it? What's its reason? Yep. So the driving reason is to facilitate an environment that the congregation can worship within. And kind of a very sub point, but right next to that is, again, we want to do our best to prevent any opportunity for Satan to grab a hold of you and allow you to distract you in that service. So, yeah, when it comes down to lyrics, yeah, we want to make sure that the lyrics are on time and they flow right. Or when you're preaching, we want to make sure that Scripture is up there when you're referring to it and it's not up there when it's not. Because that up and down or loose transitions can cause that distraction and can cause people's brains kind of wander and Satan can grab a hold of that to ruin that environment that we're working so hard to kind of create that worship environment. Right. So it's creating an environment uh, which comes back around to a very key ministry. I, I know I did a little bit of work uh, in the theater when I was in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked in the control booth, and uh, you and I have shared some funny yeah. stories and swapped some funny stories about things that happened, but I remember my supervisor told me, um, if the people in the audience know you're there, you've done something wrong. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> and and, I, and when he first told me that, I was like, I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me. And then the first time I did something wrong and everybody in the whole entire <laughs> 300 people in the audience turned and looked back at the control booth, I suddenly realized what he was talking about. Yes. Oh, everybody knows I'm here now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what you want to avoid. But at the same token, we're people mm-hmm. doing ministry together as yeah. people. And uh, it's not 100% flawless no, all the time. There are things that hiccup, and we just journey through that together. Correct, and it's okay. And mm. uh, To me, it's one of the beautiful things of um, recording two sermons on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. You know, we've got the 9.30 service and then the 11 o'clock service, but uh, I, I don't know how you choose, but there's sometimes, there's been once or twice where I've told you, hey, if we're going to post one up this week, can we make sure it's this particular service? Because it seemed to flow a whole <laughs> yeah. lot better than that other one that I rambled through. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of fun. You know, Adam, I just wanted to say kind of here on this podcast, thank you for what you're doing, because it's very seldom there is a Sunday that someone doesn't come up to me and say, I was viewing your church online before I visited today, mm-hmm. or someone tells me, hey, I was sick last week, but I was able to stay in touch with the church because I watched it online. Yeah, I just uh, was uh, with some senior adults this morning, and one of the senior adult ladies told me that she had traveled um, to... I want to say somewhere out in California. I don't. She told me the city, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And she said she got up early, like at mm. six a.m. Um, and the house was quiet that she was staying in, yeah. and she was able to tune in to the church and keep up with the messages, you know, right there and watch it, you know. And she was blessed by that. And I, mm-hmm. I thought, what a cool blessing in a way that I would have never thought about it in those terms. Yeah. Right. And so, I feel like that it is. It is playing a role in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and uh, to have you on board and helping drive that and move that forward is just simply amazing. Yeah. So you've also been uh, very instrumental in helping us get our worship room 
right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, I mean in the acoustics. Yes. So explain a little bit of, you know, because some people, I, we got the acoustics put up just a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and someone walked up to me after the service, and they said, please tell me those haven't been on the wall very long because I just recognized them today. And I just laughed and I said, yeah, they've been up for a year. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I said, no, they just went up this week. So it was amazing. So explain some of that, some of that thought process. Why do that? Yep. So for a project kind of as specific as the acoustic panels that going up of, I guess it's been about two months now, which feels crazy. It's been that long. Um, What those have kind of started to help do is reduces a lot of the sound bouncing from one wall to another wall. So one of the bigger or biggest things that people have noticed, and even myself being in the room, is you start to notice that the sound, as you're sitting in there listening to it, it's coming from the stage as opposed to it's kind of all around you. Right. So it's kind of really interesting just to hear that difference because we weren't necessarily anticipating that big of a difference. But it says, all right, yeah, that makes sense. The noise and sound is supposed to come from the stage in front of me into my ears as opposed to bouncing all around behind me and almost like sounding like surround sound, even though it's not supposed to be surround sound at all. Yeah, and depending on what your ears are sensitive to, Mm -hmm. whether it's high pitches or low pitches, it could muddle it a little bit. There have been people that have spoken from the stage before that I had difficulty understanding what they were saying. Mm -hmm. i got to listen really close to catch that. Yeah. But I'll say the first week that the panels went up, I knew they were there, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, But I got up in the 930 service, and as I said, good morning, church, like I always do. Mm -hmm. And for that brief second, I thought my microphone was not on because I was getting no bounce back from the walls. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, my microphone's dead. And But no one was looking at me like, we can't hear you, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And so then I realized, wow, this really changed the experience Mm -hmm. in the room, which also lends itself into... You know the music, yeah. and the ability to worship in there, mm-hmm. and that there's the high pitches and the low pitches and the beating of the instruments or the drums or whatever is not bouncing off the walls mm-hmm. and making people go, I can't hear anything in here. Yeah, it brings an aspect of clarity yes. to That's the worship word. as well as even your preaching. Of all right, now we can get to a point where we're understanding everything kind of much more clearly in the fact that. The sound is no longer bouncing around for five seconds, but it's there for a second, and then it dies off immediately, and you're able to understand what's coming next. Uh, that's awesome. I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Mm-hmm. What's the favorite part of your job here at Peninsula? I don't think I've asked anybody else that when we've gone into their worlds of expertise. It's true. You're the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably say it's working alongside similar people every single Sunday morning. So it's kind of getting into the nitty-gritty with working on a team and just being in that team fashion of especially for kind of the work and roles and responsibilities that we do of if we're not moving forward as a team, we're not moving forward, period. So kind of being together and, yeah, we get to have a whole lot of fun moments and goofing around, but when it comes down to making sure that everything is ready and operating smoothly – of there's a fair bit of weighty responsibility that comes there, and it's kind of like work hard, play hard as well. Yeah, and there have been many Sundays we get here at the same time, 
mm-hmm. and I see you walking out of your car with a nice box of daylight donuts. Yep. <laughs> so that's a fringe benefit. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, <laughs> um, especially when we've just invited people to walk back here and see where the broadcast room is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, come all. <laughs> I wanted to see the broadcast room. Where are those donuts? <laughs> yep, fresh donuts every single week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty amazing, yeah. So ministry has always been about people. The The AV stuff that we do here is about the people. Mm-hmm. Um and being a good resource to providing a way for the gospel to go out yes. for more people to be able to connect with the truths of Christ and the community that can be experienced here. Uh, just from your perspective, yeah, let's talk about community for just a moment. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who... Now, let me kind of capsulize this. Uh, there are those who are homebound. Their mm-hmm. health does not allow them to go out. Yeah. Um, and so I am so thankful that we're able to provide this to be able to connect with them. But mm-hmm. we connect with them along the week in other ways, too. Yeah. But what would you say to someone who is leaning more into, hey, I can watch church right on my computer, right on my television. Is that the point of the broadcast that we're doing? No, um, I kind of led you in that one. Yeah. I shouldn't have led. That was leading. Answer it however you want to, Adam. Yeah. No, what kind of the goal between live streaming is every single Sunday is it allows the congregation to connect with the church if they're not be able, if they are unable to be there physically. So if they're not able to be with the body, whether it's due to traveling for work, traveling for a vacation, did it just being sick under the weather. Of we want to still allow you to have that sense of community and being connected to the rest of the body, even though you can't be there. Um, I would even go so far as to say, all right, yeah, unfortunately, you have a soccer game on a Sunday that you have to go to. Well, great. I'm thankful that that's the one or two Sundays a year that you have to go out for sports. Thankfully, you're still able to connect with the congregation and let that be not necessarily the primary way of connecting, but a secondary way of connecting with the congregation in throughout the week if you're not able to be here. Yeah, that's good. That's good, being able to stay connected. And I think there is that aspect of someone who's just moved to town, and they're finding that many churches are online mm-hmm. now with live video, and they can kind of look around at the different churches and explore and try to get a feel yeah. for what the environment's about. But it is not intended to replace the live community that exactly. you have as you rub elbows with brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. I'll there, tell you one funny aspect of it that probably nobody knows. I'm going to be completely transparent here today. One thing that I use it for, there's two things I use it for. Sometimes is I'll go back and I'll listen to my messages to say, how did I frame that? I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly how I framed that thought. Um, so especially if I'm prepping for the next week and I feel like there's a continuation. But one little funny thing that I do occasionally is I can't remember what I wore last Sunday. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go to the website and I'll click on media and I'll go to sermons and I can see what I wore. And like, okay, I got to mix this up a little bit, you know, because I only have like so many sports coats, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't think anybody would really care if I wore the same sports coat every single Sunday, but for some reason I do. (laughs) Kimberly might. (laughs) Kimberly might as well. My family might look at me and go, really, Dad? That thing again? (laughs) But um, it's just kind of funny to go on there. But what I find myself doing when I do that sometimes Mm -hmm. is I will advance into the message a little bit. 
And it's funny because I, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I just uh, it's, it's fun. So it's, it's available. So people want to, uh, to watch or listen. Mm-hmm. Tell us how to be plugged in to the broadcast, whether it's live or whether it's post. Yep. So as far as live on Sunday mornings, uh, we actually stream to three different places. We stream onto our website. There's a link in kind of a little private session that you can go watch and interact and chat with other people who are watching. We stream it to Facebook as well as to YouTube at 9.30 and 11 o'clock. So both services are streamed, and it kind of gives an opportunity to engage as well with whomever else is watching online. So I'd be interested of if you are watching online, comment. Put it in the chat as you're watching it. And kind of see who else is you're watching with and kind of, again, establish that community. And even though you aren't with the physical body, you can still be connected with others who are also apart from the physical body and have that same sense of community, even though you're still kind of away from town or unable to kind of come Sunday morning. And then online throughout the week, of we have all the sermons uploaded by Monday that you can kind of go back and watch it on our website. If you go onto the main homepage, go underneath media and sermons, and you're able to rewatch the sermons from there, as well as you're able to listen to the audio from the sermons wherever you're listening to your podcast as well. Yeah, that's good. So that is all done behind the scenes. And it's it's funny because when I first thought, oh, we're going to broadcast online and we'll be able to broadcast to Facebook and it's not just like plug a cord in the wall and mm-hmm. say go. I mean, there's it's got to be converted, and you've got some hardware and software that does that too. But I would have never thought. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was just like, hey, can't we just record this on the phone, plug it in, <laughs> yeah. upload it? That's how easy it is on Facebook. Just upload mm-hmm. a picture. But there's a whole lot more to that, and um, the quality shows out. So thank you for, um, you know, adopting the sentiment that we have, if you're going to do it for the kingdom, it's worth doing it right Mm -hmm. and best. Mm -hmm. And uh, you certainly show that out in the ministry that you're running here. And so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, big thank you for that. So if you're listening to this and um, you didn't know all that about the broadcast and you just want to come check it out because you're curious, feel free to to find the the Mm -hmm. AV room and uh, the broadcast room and look at it, check it out. But also if you're thinking, you know, that might, that might be able to help with that ministry um, by all means, how can someone get in touch with you to drop their name so that they can say, I would love to plug in. Yeah. Either stop by the broadcast room, which is kind of down that U hallway off the main lobby on a Sunday morning, or you can also email me at adam.gibbs, G I B B S at PeninsulaBaptist.com. Reach out to me that way, and I'll shoot you an email back pretty quick. Right, and if you can't remember all those, go to the website. Um, We're listed there, or find me. Find anybody on staff and say, hey, I want to help in the broadcast room. Yeah. And and the beautiful thing about the broadcast room, um, it's a behind-the-scenes thing, because not everyone has the gift of getting up in front of a crowd and teaching, Mm -hmm. but they want to serve. Uh, There's many people here, a lot of great people that want to serve, but they're not sure what or how, and this is a great place to plug in. So, absolutely. Very solid ministry, doing a very solid thing for the kingdom, and uh, we want to see it continue to thrive. We know that there's new things ahead. There's going to be new things that that is kind of coming up, and so we'll just kind of know that anything that we see on the screens on Sunday morning, 
um, whether it's video, slide, words, mm -hmm. background that looks really cool, <laughs> or whatever it may be, you've had your hand in it. Yeah. Um, the audio that's coming out, these podcasts that's coming, out, Instagram, mm -hmm. um, any of those things that's, that's going out has has come through your office, and it's amazing. So we're looking forward to the days ahead of serving with you, what that might look like, and I hope that everyone who is listening got a good education today on AV with AG. Yeah. <laughs> should, should we throw that beat down there? Yeah, again? exactly. Okay, right. <laughs> we'll insert it right here. <laughs> yeah. You uh, guys uh, can't see his face, but he's rolling his eyes right now. So. <laughs> as was back in the intern days. Uh, I was either rolling my eyes at him or he was rolling his eyes at me, but it was <laughs> <Yeah>. kind, of, <laughs> kind of a great working relationship. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for um, tuning in and listening to this podcast today. We welcome your feedback. We welcome you plugging into the ministries here as we continue to try to impact the kingdom uh, and the world for Christ. Uh, thank you for joining us today.